Welcome to episode three of the Extra Point. I'm here with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Wes? How are you? Uh, not too bad. Episode three. We're going to talk 21 through 32 mock draft today. We're going to talk a little AB and Juju. I know you got something to say on it. I do as well. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that. And what else are we going to talk about We're going to talk about the Lawrence contract. Signed a big contract. And um, big thing for the Cowboys. Big need that they needed to fill. Getting that done with, and um, he got paid. So yes, talk about he that. did. He definitely Set got the paid. bar. I'm sure a lot of other other guys out there. Yeah, I know Yannick. Yannick Ngakwe is thanking him a lot right now yeah. for that. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get started. We're gonna start with number 21. We have the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are on the clock. Bobby, who do you have them taking? All right, yeah. So you know the Seahawks are kind of thin at second secondary right now with the departure of Earl Thomas. Um, you know, I have a buddy of mine that actually coaches out there, and I got a little bit of inside information that they're really high on defensive backs in this draft. I was going to take my man um, Byron Murphy, but I had him go two picks ago to the Titans, I believe. So I am going DeAndre Baker from Georgia. Uh, corner, cornerback. Yep. Really good player. Tough, gritty corner. He, he's you know, he kind of undersized at 5'11", 185. But he plays way bigger than that size. Has great rotation on his hips. Rarely gets turned around. Extremely competitive player with great field awareness and is constantly in a state of communication, you know, with his uh, teammates on the field at all times. And you know, anytime you're talking about a, a DB from the SEC, you know, it's um, you know you're gonna get a baller. So he'll need to work a little bit on getting stronger as he is small by NFL standards. But I think at this time right now he's the best available for corner. Yeah, and you know I, I thought corner as well. Um, and Byron Murphy is the one that I ended up going with out of Washington. He slipped down on my list a little bit, but again, like you said, uh, they need a cornerback. They need some secondary help. I know I talked a couple episodes ago about how they focus so much on this defense and they need to move to the offensive side. But when you're at sitting here at 21, you don't have a whole lot of options. There's not really a big skill player here right now. Right. So I ended up going with Byron Murphy out of Washington, 5'11", 190. He ran a four five forty yard dash. He's got a 36 vert. Um, and then also a little tidbit, he played uh, receiver in high school, All-American. So yeah, he does have yeah. hands. He does have hands. Good football IQ. Um, he's been coached to keep an eye on that QB and where he's looking. So he's always you know, watching out for where that ball is going to go. I honestly see him more as starting out as a nickel cornerback. I know yeah. that's not really what they want in a first-round talent, but right. he's going to need to go there to develop or he's going to be getting burned around the out- on the outside. Yeah. Um, he had seven interceptions when he was when he was there. Um, he does overplay tackles, so if he's coming up to cover from the corner on a run play or maybe an underneath to a tight end, he does yeah. have the potential to miss those tackles or over, you know, just run right by him. Uh, a lot of people compare him to uh, playing like a safety sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I like this guy going there. I think he brings that swagger to the team. And you know, he's a local boy. There you, know, you go. He, uh, you know, staying home. I mean, he's from California originally, but you know, playing out of the university. Or- I'm sorry, he's from uh, Arizona. Yeah. Playing out of the University of Washington, you know, kind of staying home. And uh, coached up by Jimmy Lake, one of the best DB coaches in college football. I, I like that pick, Wes. Yeah. If he is around by that time, uh, it's, a, it's a, almost a guarantee, I think, that Seattle would take him. Yeah, he, the only thing is he can't be stacked up against larger larger uh, wide receivers. He's not going right. to succeed in that situation. Yeah. Like he, the Larry Fitzgerald to the world of division rivals. Right, right. And he does play bigger than his size. Yep. You know, he, uh, and he, he loves competition. I mean, last year in the Pac-12 championship game, it was a dogfight. There were no offensive touchdowns scored in that game, and he scored the only touchdown with a pick six. So he likes the spotlight. Yes, he does. Moving on to 22, we're back with the Ravens again. Now, with the Ravens, they have a plethora of needs. Um, they want to surround uh, Lamar Jackson with talent. What do you have going on there? You know, I was thinking receiver, but I, I think we're going to give Lamar Jackson a year, let him, you know, kind of get his passing form down and 
working a little bit on passing, but you know, I have, you know, I'm taking a guy by the name of Garrett Bradbury. I love okay. this kid. He's a center out of North Carolina state would be the first center taken in the first round right now. Uh, they need to protect Lamar Jackson. And uh, you're talking about a kid that came into college as a tight end, real hard worker, moved inside, you know, as a guard, as a sophomore year. And then he finished his career at center. You know, he won the Remington trophy for the nation's top center. So the guy can obviously play it. Six foot three, 306 pounds, runs a four nine two forty, really bulky kid with a really strong core, bench 36 reps at the combine. And like I said, being a former tight end with average athletic ability, you know, that being an instant starter right there at center. Yeah, I mean, they Lamar needs somebody he can trust that center position. He needs somebody that's going to, you know, he can depend on calling out mics, calling out blitz, you know, whatever he can. The second quarterback of the offensive line. Yep, I mean, one of the most important, and I feel like one of the most underappreciated positions is that. Uh, with me, I do have them going back defensive side right here with uh, with Devin Bush, uh, linebacker out of Michigan. I feel like he yeah. slipped a little bit and he's kind of fallen out of the limelight. But this kid can play. He's 5'11", 234. The dude ran a 4'4", 3. He is a smaller linebacker. He reminds me a little bit of the Telvin Smith-esque linebacker where he's quick, he can hit hard, but he's not big. Sideline to sideline player. Yep, he's what the NFL's kind of been moving towards with linebackers, more of your hybrid type linebacker that can play all over the field. Uh, you know, he's got, he's got good body control and balance. The dude, uh, what else do I got on him? On him? Um, good getting through the gaps. Um, and he's good at dipping it, dipping through the edges as well. Patience is another thing, a big thing. When you have those run plays, you have those Le'Veon Bells, you have those those people that are going to kind of try and, you know, work their way around the line. He's that guy that's going to look you out and find you and then just go right after you. Hey, you know, you're talking about a Big Ten player of the year last year, a defensive player of the year. So um, I had him actually going, you know, I think, well, three or four picks to go to the Steelers at 20. Yeah. So um, for Ryan yeah. Chazier, we talked about yeah, that last yeah, time. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great pick. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Moving on to 23, we're going back to the AFC South and the Texans. Um, with the Texans, I ended up going uh, with a tackle position. Look, they've, they've had a lot of trouble on the offensive line. There's no doubt about that. Um, that sack, I think Watson got sacked like 62 times last correct. year. Correct. Yeah, I mean, he just got he ripped on apart. Back all and, year. I mean, look at the AFC South. Look what you have. You have the Titans team with Hayward on that defensive side. They'll probably bulk up on defense as well. Jaguars are always coming. Jacksonville with Yannick Ngakwe, Calais Campbell, and all of them. And the Colts. The Colts have severely improved that defense. It's it's They're coming through a whole other period where we've never seen this before since, what, Peyton Manning era? I yeah. mean, we didn't even get that in the Peyton Manning era. Peyton was known for running that team. No defense needed. He would just get those wins for you. Right. Now we're seeing the defensive side of an Indianapolis Colts team, and that could be scary with Andrew Luck on the other side. Okay. So I went, ended up going with Greg Little, tackle out of Mississippi. Greg Little, okay. Yeah, okay. 6'5", 310. As you know, he is he does have a football you know, bloodline. His father did play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, good moving up um, as far as uh, – um, I'm sorry, moving up you know, as far as finding where he needs to go, moving up to the linebacker spot. He's quick. He'll read who's coming in. He's gonna move. He's gonna create those open lanes for your running backs, which is you know what Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's gonna need. He needs to have another option besides just himself. Just him running wild. He's gonna have to have that running game going. Absolutely. Yep. The guy does need to work on his core power a little bit. Um, too many. Uh, he's inconsistent to an extent. Um, and uh, as a run blocker, but I think that can be worked on. Uh, but other than that, I like this guy going here. I like him. To help revamp this offensive line and give Deshaun Watson honestly more time. Yeah, like I said, 62 times he was sacked last year. That can't keep happening for your franchise quarterback. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What do you got going okay, on? Okay, yeah. So you know what, Wes? I was thinking offensive tackle or interior O line as well. You know, like I said, 
with Watson being on his back foot most of last year, that's definitely something that they're going to have to definitely look forward to um, fixing. But I went with a tight end, uh, Noah Fant out of okay. Iowa. All right. You know, um, which is crazy. I was just, you know, while I was doing this mock, and I was thinking, I can't remember the last time a university had uh, um, two tight ends drafted in the first round if this happens. It's, you know, with TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. Right. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It, it is. That's, it just that's, is. Uh, and then, you know, going in the – they had Greg Little come out a couple years ago. Yep. And Dallas Clark back in the day. So, I can say that might be tight end you right there. Absolutely. But anyways, yeah. Noah Fant, I love this kid. You know, he's a great athlete. I was actually watching film on him the other day, and I was amazed by his size. He was 6'4", 249, ran a 4'5", in the combine. And, you, I mean, you're talking a mega athlete here who excelled in triple jump in high school and in basketball. You know, he has long strides downfield, be a nightmare one-on-one. He's going to win the jump ball, you know, with his basketball background. He has great leaping ability, so he's going to he'll win the jump balls. Yeah, and the crazy stat was that he nearly had one touchdown for every four catches while he was at Iowa. Wow. So you're talking about a guy that's going to get the ball in the red zone. Yeah. So, yeah. We talked about him. You know, I talked about him. Yeah, him dr- didn't I you did. have him wrong? I did. He's, he's very good at creating separation. That was his big thing is creating separation on your cornerbacks and mm-hmm. linebackers and getting downfield quick. He's that guy that's going to do that. Not necessarily the greatest blocker in the world, but he's your, you know, your typical uh, Jimmy Graham receiving Absolutely. tight end. Yeah, he needs to improve on his lower body strength. Yes. You know, complete harder on the backside blocks. But um, he's going to give Watson a much-needed playmaker down the middle of the field. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Moving, going we're going to go ahead and move forward. Number 24, the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. It seems like we're picking uh, – and they're making a pick every four or five picks. Um, I, yeah, it's you know, so crazy. I think, is this their second pick, or do they have another? Or this is this their is, last? This is their second pick. They do have another pick they do at have 27. Another pick this round at 27. Yep. So, you know what? I mean, the Raiders, you know, they needed D-line going into um, this draft and the rush the passer. Obviously, we're getting rid of Cleo Mack. So, I had them, you know, with number four, taking Quinn and Williams, who to me is probably the best overall player, in the all-around player in this draft. Yeah. Um, you know, their running back depth is kind of weak right now. I mean, they got Isaiah Crowell and Jalen Richards. So, you know, I went running back with yep. Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, the first running back taken in the first round. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I did the exact did same too. thing. Okay. Go yeah. ahead and tell me yeah. a little bit about him. What are your thoughts? I mean, you know, this guy, you know, he's he's a he's a he's a beast, man. I mean, he's you didn't see much of him in college because they they're just so deep at every position. But I mean, he's a he's a stocky kid, 5'10", 220 pounds. I mean, he's built like you want him in the NFL. Runs with a low center of gravity, violent finisher. Um, he's great in the sort yard situations. And he's one of those running backs that reminds me of Le'Veon Bell, but he's very patient, you know, decisive on his run. So kind of wait for the, you know, for the zone to open up, wait for his blockers to do their jobs. Um, I mean, the only weakness, you know, that I really, you know, saw is like just by watching Alabama this year, he never really had many of those explosive carries. And, you know, he doesn't really have that home run speed. So I mean, you just almost verbatim to what right. I had to say about him. I mean, again, so going back to him, I, I as well picked Josh Jacobs out of Bama. Um, and I classify this as a quote-unquote Gruden pick. This is a Gruden pick. He right. wants that. He wants somebody like that that's going to, you know, take the Yeah, hit. I mean, he's not going to be your feature back. And no, you don't have many feature backs in the NFL now. So you need at least two or three solid ones. Right, and, and this will be his first one. And I hate saying this about people, but I feel like this is a, a warning bust pick right here. Yeah. I really do. A, I thought I was reaching a little bit. I did know? too. But it's the Raiders, and it's you a, never know what they're going to do in the draft. And that's what I'm know? saying. It's a yeah. Raiders pick. Right. I mean, everywhere, any way you look at it. He's not explosive. Like you said, um, he's not going to get away on those long plays. Where you're gonna see him take off down the field, they're gonna catch him. Right. He's, gonna, he's not gonna bounce outside and take it to the right. house. And he, he's not one of those guys. He's not a blocking running back, so in those situations he's in, 
those third down and longs it plays that you won't really see him involved in unless they're just trying to get the ball punted downfield. Right. He could be a problem for the uh, car. Yeah. He could be a, yeah. he's not going to give him as much time as he needs. So that's something that's got to be worked on immediately in camp. I mean, first thing. Yeah, a lot of team, you know, a lot of, you know, mock drafts and a lot of analysts, you know, really like this guy. I mean, you're talking about a guy that probably had less than 100 carries almost yeah. in his college career, you know, but this is uh, strictly a pick off of speculation and um it's a project, you know. I mean, he's got all the tools, and uh, you know, you got to reach every once in a while, so you never know. Don't be surprised to see this actually this pick get traded either. Yeah, this um, one or the next one, I agree. Yeah, with. this. Yep, Philadelphia as well coming up at twenty-five. I could also see getting yeah, traded. And I think the Eagles, the Raiders have uh, twenty-seven, about three more down. It'd be, I'd be very surprised if they take all three of these picks in the first round. We did this mock just going with you know no trades, which is obviously right. not going to be the case. Right. Yeah, in 20 through, 24, 25, 27, Um. I'd even say uh, pick 30 with the Packers. All those picks I could definitely see being traded, no problem. Uh, people moving around, maybe there's something somebody wants, somebody wants to detackle, somebody wants, you know, they're just trying to get what's left of this first round talent. Because I'll be honest, about 27, you're starting to look towards more second round talent. You're not getting really what you're paying for, in my opinion. Yeah, and kind of building up depth, you know, adding some other draft picks. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, moving forward, we're going to go to 25 with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. I don't want to say they have a lot of needs, but there's some places they can fill. Uh, one of them being, you know, they picked up Malik Jackson on the defensive side. Uh, knowing him as long as I have in Jacksonville, and, you know, I followed him in Denver as well. As the years have gone on, I've seen him get subbed in more and more and more. Marcel Darius, Calais Campbell, a lot of those. They had kind of a three-way uh, yep. substitution system going on in yep. Jacksonville. So I'm looking for them to bring somebody in to kind of learn from these guys on the defensive side because they're not getting any younger and they want to keep this momentum rolling. Their offense is okay with me with uh, Aguilar. Um, Did they, they lose Michael Bennett? I know they had him last year. They lost they Michael Bennett. Yep. He went to the there. New England Patriots. They ended up working out a deal with him. Right. So I ended up going with Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle oh, out of Clemson. Yes. He's one of my, I'll talk about him later on. I have him going here a little bit. I <laughs> love this kid, man. Yes. If anybody watch Clemson, you'd love him too. Yep. Uh, as we've said with any Clemson player that's really coming out, they have that winning pedigree. They know it. They, I mean, he's going to a, a, a team that was, what, one year replaced out of a Super Bowl? Out of the Super Bowl, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the dude can contort and slither around. As far as defensive tackle, he's a big boy, but he will find a way to get through that line. And I know you got a lot more on him later. Um, he'll get around the pads. Um, now, one detractor on this guy, and I kind of can see him going anywhere from 25 to 28. I, I could see trades being moved around for somebody trying to grab him. But one of the things is his durability throughout a game, um, yeah. his four-quarter durability. A lot of times you're seeing him start to flame out towards the end of the third quarter. Once those double teams start coming in, he's almost done. Yeah. It becomes a non-factor a yeah. lot of times. He's very scheme-dependent as well. But that's why I like him going to Philly as opposed to somebody like Dexter Lawrence, who I right. think is, per, you know, for me, is the better defensive tackle of the two, right. in my opinion. But based on scheme, I think he'll fit better in Philly. Um, and then that 6'3", 315 frame, you're going to sit behind uh, Malik Jackson. You've got, uh, what, Cox there. You mm -hmm. have all these defenders that have, you know, they're excellent. They've either won a Super Bowl, which both have. Right. Or they've been an All-Pro. Right. Or they've done mm -hmm. something, you know, worth, you know, that's important. And they won't have to, you know, he won't have to be thrown to the wolves right away, you know, so they can actually right. play him in through the game. Same so thing that's, some, a good way to learn. Same thing that's going on in Jacksonville with Taven Bryan. You know, they worked with him, same thing. I think he's going to be a more effective defensive tackle than Taven Bryan. Yeah. I think he'll be a better overall one. Good pick in the character this kid has is unreal. I'll, I'll touch base about that here in a little bit. Yeah, but, but what you got at 25, All right, you know what? I was, I, was, I was looking, you know, I looked secondary. Just by watching the Eagles a lot last year, man, they were banged up in the secondary. Sydney they Jones, were. Their second-round pick last year. 
my boy out of Washington. Um, he was hurt with an Achilles all, all year on and off. And it just seemed like every time I was watching them, man, they were getting kind of burnt. So um, I went Greedy Williams, you know, all right. back out of uh, LSU. LSU. Man, you're talking yep. about a big boy, man. He's got great size and athleticism, 6'2", 185 pounds. He ran one of the fastest 40s, too, at the combine. He ran a 4.3740. Yeah, a tall, lanky kid with a great frame. It's going to be really difficult for opponent, uh, opposing wide receivers to win those one-on-ones with him. Very patient and calm, you know, in the early phases of coverage. Has a natural feel for his body positioning down the sideline. If you watch him, man, it's just like he never has his eyes in the backfield. He kind of knows where that ball is yep. all the time. Uh, and you talk about a three-year starter, you know, in the SEC for a, a power program at LSU. You know, the high level of competition he's going against all the time. So, like I said, if they're, you know, like they drafted Sidney Jones last year. If he can come back healthy and uh, with this kid, you're, you're talking about finally getting that secondary uh, sealed up like they, they want it to be. Yeah, and they, they wanted to get that desperately. Uh, you know, that team is – I think they're going to be a little bit – they're going to take a small step back this next right. year. That's my personal opinion on them. But with picks like that, that's how you can help you yeah, know, you fix got, that problem sooner. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Moving on to what are we going? We're going to number 26, the Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. Now, they had a great finish to last season. You know, this team kind of turned it around. They came out of nowhere. You know, a lot of people didn't know what was with the old luck. And that whole team revolves around Andrew Luck. If he's not healthy and 100%, they're not going to win. No, no, But no. The, the two big standouts on that team from last season, obviously besides Luck, is going to be that offensive line, which, wow, did they look good. Yeah, I forget who was their number six pick overall last year, that guard. But yes. Man, he was making some ridiculous highlights this he, year, man. That, <laughs> I'm sure everybody's <laughs> known if you watch social media. This guy is pulling and just putting people on their backs. I mean, he's the guy screaming, running <laughs> at the fans. Guy, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. I watched that video like 15 times. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> just great. It was great. It was great. And the second thing is that resurgence of the defense. Like I talked about just a minute ago, that defense looks 10 times better than it's ever looked. It actually looks like it's capable of stopping people in comparison to years prior where they were just giving up everything, you know. When you're giving up big plays to Blake Bortles, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a big yeah. problem. Yeah. Yep. So with with that though, I have them going back on the defensive side. They're going to continue to bolster that, and I have them going defensive tackle Dexter uh, Lawrence out of Clemson. Yep. Okay. So, do I. so yep, back to back Clemson defensive tackles, which is just a massive kudos for that defensive coordinator. Yeah. Oh, that. I mean, their D line has been killing it for the last four or five years. They. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's Clemson football right there, man. Dabo Sweeney, you know, he recruits that defensive line, man. And at the end of the day, if a team can't run on you or score on you, you're not going to win games, and that's kind of been. Clemson's forte. It has, so, and, and they love playing for Dabo Sweeney. Every every article I read, any reports that come out, they have nothing but nice things to say uh, about that coach. man. Great coach. Great coach. Absolutely. Um, the guy's got an enormous frame. I mean, 6'4", 342. I mean, come on. That guy is going to block up the defensive line by himself. Yeah. Um, athletic for size. He ran a 5.05 40-yard dash for that size. Great agility, too. Yes, yeah. great agility. Now... Don't confuse agility with speed, though. There's two different things there, but he's quick, and that's what you want from a defensive tackle. He's quick off the ball. Um, one thing is he hasn't been as successful as he was his freshman year when he was just blowing people off the line. Um, but the dude has the potential to eat up double teams and let his linebackers run free. Uh, ball carriers are finished once he gets his hands on them. I mean, that's 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 all there is to it. You know, he's right. gonna grab you, pull you down, Marcus Stroud, John Henderson style. Yeah. Yeah. Get you stuck. Yeah, yeah. He's a, you know what, Wes? I, I went the same way. I went Dexter Lord. Look at this. Yeah. You would have told me that we would have had two, the, picks, two already. picks already this early in uh, through 21 and 32. Wow. But um, you know what, Wes? This guy right here would have been a top five pick 
Yes. He, um, you know, you know, he was suspended during all of the playoffs because he was, he, was uh, he tested positive for Austrian, which is a performance enhancing drug. And uh, there's been some personal issues with him in the past as well. So, um, like I say, if it weren't for, you know, a lot of those red flags right there, you're talking about the guy that would have been in the top five, top 10 easily right now. The thing special about him is that, um, you know, he can play either a 3-4 or a 4-3 front. So that mm -hmm. makes him pretty versatile, mm -hmm. you know, with that size. And, um, you know, I remember this kid in high school. I mean, he was the number two or three recruit out of the country, you know. Everybody and their mother wanted him. So um, it's not surprising to see him going in the first round. Like I say, if he can, you know, get those off-field issues fixed, that'd be fine. You know, I was thinking wide receiver, you know, for the Colts, you know, since all they have right now really is like T.Y. Hilton and Funches. But right. I, I, I kind of went best available right now at this, you know, with this pick. And if Demarcus Lawrence is there, or Dex, I'm sorry, Dexter Lawrence is there, uh, I mean, he, to me, he'd be the best available. And I agree with you because with the draft, you can't necessarily think about what the need is because you're going to reach at the end of the day. Right. And also, don't forget how many free agent wide receivers are still sitting out in the market. I mean, big one, in my opinion, Des Bryant, he's still sitting out there. I think he's kind of got blown over because of the Ziggy injury. Ansa, Ziggy, you know, right. Well, defensive side, yeah, Ziggy yeah, Ansa. I mean, they have a lot of cap to spend, so if they want to go out and get a, you know, a star wide receiver for cheap, which they can because these players that haven't been signed yet, they're going to have to take deals if they want to get on the field and they want to prove themselves. They're just going to have to do it. Uh, right. So, yeah, I mean, I see defensive side. I see them continuing to bolster that up. Luck hasn't seemed to have any problems with his receivers. Hopefully, Ponchers can get a uh, get himself in a little bit better shape and uh, be a little bit more of that outside wide receiver that he needs to be. They'll right. be very successful in a very tough AFC South division. Very tough AFC South. And, you know, like, um, I think, you know, if the Colts can come out of that and, you know, continue rolling how they did last year, you're talking about a team that could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, Most certainly. Those expectations are – Gonna be pretty high for that team this year. Most certainly, yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm excited to see them. I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna go to a, a game at least this year. Again, when they watching play down them. here, I'll yeah. be going to that game. I'm definitely going yeah. to the Saints Jags game as well. Those are a couple that I have to go to just to see. You're not you don't have season tickets this year. Again, I don't know. I did not do season tickets this year, but look for it in the future. It's probably gonna happen. Take again. a little year off action right now or something, and then get back. I know you're not gonna go too long without having to. No, I'm yeah. itching. I'm itching right now to get season tickets, especially with Foles showing up. So, right. But <laughs> anyway. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back at the Extra Point. Uh, this is Wes and Bobby. Hey, this is Wes here from the Extra Point. And if you're trying to reach us on social media, you can reach us right now on Facebook as well as Twitter. On Twitter, we are at extra underscore point. That, again, is at extra underscore point. And on Facebook, you can locate us at the Extra Point with two X's. The Extra Point, two X's. We love to talk to people on the websites. Uh, reach out to people, and we love hearing feedback. So please find us there, and thank you again for listening. All right, and we are back at the extra point. Myself, Wes, with Bobby. What's we going are talking. On? Yep, we're talking mock draft twenty-one through thirty-two. Again, you can follow us online at Twitter at the extra point, also on Facebook, extra point. Uh, at, uh, extra point, extra underscore point. I believe, correct. Right? Yes, sir. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. And by the way, just a little public service announcement: we will be at the European Village over at Scott's Cork and Pint on. There'll be two weeks from tomorrow, Thursday the twenty. Is it the twenty fifth? Yeah, 25th, we're going to be broadcasting yeah. live there at seven o'clock p.m. The draft starts at eight. We'll probably knock out you know fifteen picks or so. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. If you're interested on being part of the show that episode, we will be taking calls that day. So send me a message. Again, my name is Wes. Uh, you can hit me on Twitter at WesM28 or on the Extra Points handle. Either way, 
send me a message. I'll reach out to you, and potentially we can do something for your team's pick. Maybe we can give you, get you a call in and see uh, what your thoughts are on it. So please, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, we want to have a lot of fan interaction, and you know, we're going to start um, doing that a lot more in our future shows. Yep, new logo coming soon. Um, updated logo, just because we started out with more of a generic one. Uh, and then hopefully we'll get some, you know, simple merch out, maybe T-shirts, maybe uh, some beer koozies, you know, some stickers, st simple stuff like that to start out with. That's right. All right. Anyway, let's get back to business here. 27, we have the Oakland Raiders yet again up. So this is one pick that myself and Bobby both said could potentially be traded. But, again, we are not doing any trades in this mock draft. So with 27, who do you have going to the Raiders, my friend? Yeah, like Wes just was saying, I'd be very, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this pick gets traded back. You know, they, somebody wants to move up, you know, this late in the first round. Um, a team, uh, who knows, like, I mean, a team like Dallas or anybody that doesn't have a first-round pick want to, you know, move up, and the Raiders can stop out a couple more picks in the second or third round or however that works. But, you know, I, I went with uh, I went with Brian Burns, who's a, a edge rusher out of Florida State. Um, I'm just looking, you know, at what getting Quinn Williams at the number four pick, I just see that, I mean, now you have the opportunity to just really solidify your defensive line. I mean, this kid's a, he's a really good, decent ball player. I watched, you know, I watched being down here in Florida. We watched a lot of Florida State football. Oh, yeah. And uh, even though they had a down year this year, their defense did get lit up a lot. I mean, he was one of their bright spots. You're talking about a long, lengthy kid, uh, really quick off the ball. That's kind of one of his strengths is he's got really good uh, um, uh, awareness right off of the ball. He measured in at six foot five, 249 pounds, which is a decent size for an edge rusher right there. You're not going to see him inside. Uh, quick, ran a four five three forty. Um, he moved mm -hmm. up the, you know, he moved up the draft board because, uh, and I was watching that game this year when they were playing against Clemson, he had four and a half tackles for loss and three sacks. I mean, that's a monster game, no matter what, I mean, against a team like Clemson, that's definitely going to open up some eyes. Uh, first team, all ACC last year. Uh, he needs to get stronger though. He's got a really thin frame. He, uh, ha I mean, he has a very hard time getting off the blocks and anytime my offensive lineman really gets into him, he's going to have an issue with that. So. Um, he's strictly going to be a rush guy early on in his career until he can bulk up and get stronger. Uh, expect to see him out on the edge, but need to rush a passer in this league, so I'm going Brian Burns. Brian Burns is a good one. I actually had him going earlier to the Falcons at 14, and with Adrian Claiborne going back there, I really think that that could happen. That veteran presence there, somebody to give him a lot of breaks. I, I like I like that pick. I don't think he'll fall that far, but I do like that pick if he goes to the Raiders. It'll definitely be great, and I know Gruden will be very giddy on that one. He will, absolutely. Yeah, 27, I actually have them fill in a cornerback spot. And, you know, a guy you brought up earlier, DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. 5'11", 193. Uh, I mean, you, you said all the kind of the stats on him, you know, the 4'5", 240. Um, good in press coverage. He's consistent um, in, in the press coverage as well, uh, and he's very, very, very competitive. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Yep, he, he no touchdowns allowed with five interceptions since 2017, Ooh. which is great. You know, that's a heck of a stat. Exactly. Um, there, you know, obviously there, it's not everything. He's he's is small by NFL standards. He's got a thin body. Those things. I mean, he can't get in any taller, but he can definitely bulk himself up a little bit. He just right. has to make he has to make sure he doesn't lose speed in that process as well. Another guy that I think is going to come in and start maybe at a nickel spot early on. See what he can do while he's getting better. Get used to the the speed of the game because defense speed in the NFL is on a whole different level than than on in college. college yep. yep. Um, he does struggle to disengage from blocks um, for run support. So if he's going against maybe a bigger wide receiver that's really good in blocking, right. don't look for the man to come out and get the tackle on that play, right. which could create problems. Again, more of the reason why I see him starting out as a nickel. Right. Yep. So um, he, I think he'll fit the system good long term. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of experience at cornerback right now. I mean, you know, they drafted Derwin James last year out of Florida State. He was a stud safety. Like, I mean, he's almost like a, a, a 
Chargers. Is that the Chargers? Yeah, he went to the Chargers. He went to the Chargers. Okay. Went to the Chargers. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so anyway, yep. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to twenty-eight, and I think that was note why you looked at that is because you were looking at right. twenty-eight. Yeah, you were yeah. ready. You're ahead I'm of the game. I love it. You're ready, baby. Let's yeah. get it. <laughs> twenty-eight. Right. I'll Chargers. Start, I'll start off with that one. I went defensive tackle for the Chargers. Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State, right here. Um, like I, you know, like I had noted down right here. I think they want to solidify that defense. Um, Philip Rivers kind of has that offense moving the ball right now. Melvin Gordon's starting to turn into a the person that we thought he would be. And like I just mentioned, they did draft Jerwin James last year out of uh, Florida State. Yeah, they did. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to be another Jalen Ramsey, but they did play together at Florida State, and he looks to be the real deal. So um, I think they're going to go defense on this and take uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Um, you're talking about a kid with great character. I mean, actually, no, what I'm talking about, he has bad character issues. Uh, was caught on video <laughs> in 2016 with a fight. Who's actually punching a woman? You know, oh, that in, is in not video good. in 2016. That's a reason why he dropped right now. He's, I mean, he's a t- got a big chiseled frame, six foot four, 301 pounds, wide wingspan. Um, great combination of strength and athleticism. Could have, you know, this is the guy that a lot of people are saying he could be an All-Pro for a long time. But you know, I mean, he did stay clean in college uh, after that incident that happened. I think when he was a, I think right after he graduated high school, before he went into. Uh, college at Mississippi State he did have that incident but a lot of scouts are saying that this kid could be a future all pro if he can stay clean you know which is a big issue yeah, so. that's a big thing man we've seen first rounders before that have just you know promised up and down that it won't be a problem ever again they're past that and they've fallen and struggled to it again time and time again and when money's involved it becomes a whole different story so hopefully he can stay out of trouble and if he can I, I could definitely see him have a, a successful career there with the Chargers you know, they have Keenan Allen, good wide receiver. Phillip Rivers is, you know, hitting the sunset, in my opinion. He's heading towards the I think end. he has a couple more years, though, of yep. solid play, but you're right. He's going to have to – they're going to have to be good years. Um, if he has a really bad year, I mean, I could, you never know what's going to happen. The guy loves playing football, though, and, you know, he's got to pay for all the kids, so. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've <laughs> like nine now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's got – well, with him and his wife, he's got a roster. Yeah, he does. Have a he's roster. got a roster, so watch out for the uh, Phillip Rivers family coming in the NFL soon. But with it, I have AJ Brown, wide receiver out of Mississippi, yeah. Yeah. Uh, six foot, two twenty six. Good compliment to, uh, to to Keenan Allen. Um, a lot of uh, comparisons to Juju Smith-Schuster as far as his build. Um, good blocker, which to me is huge. As a wide receiver on that outside edge, you need to be a good blocker, and that'll be great, you know, moving forward. I like that. Uh, good at selling routes. The dude's got strong hands. Focus is an issue with him. Um, he seems to get less focused and not pay attention at times, maybe when he's not necessarily completely involved in the or play. Or a little frustrated or something. Exactly, you know? and it leads to drops, it leads to misplays, uh, stuff like that. He's uh, he's He won't catch uh, any kind of poorly thrown balls, so he needs to be with a quarterback that's proven, that can put it where it needs to be, and that's why I have him going here with the Chargers and Phillip Rivers. At the end of the day, if that ball's coming, it's most likely going to be the receiver that has an issue, not Phillip Rivers, unless he's getting pressured in the pocket or he's getting hit as he throws the ball. So I think with them two together, it'll be a really good match. Again, Keenan Allen on the other side, a good veteran receiver, a good person off the field, somebody that he can learn correct, um, Mm -hmm. and and really grow off of over there in the uh, Sunshine State. I think it'll be good for him. I I like that pick. Going through this, it was hard getting 21 through uh, 32, but that was one I felt really comfortable with, and I think we'll be successful. It's one of the needs, though. You know, receivers are a nice need for that right now. Yep, yep. Moving on to 29, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs, I kind of struggled with because 
I think based on what's happened going into this offseason with Tyreek Hill, um, I mean, earlier in the season with Kareem Hunt, Kareem their, Hunt, their offensive right. weapons are, I mean, 100% question. Obviously, Hunt's gone. Uh, Ware was good as a reliever, no longer there. So I wanted to go offensive really bad, but there's nobody that I had mocked or that was still available. I right. couldn't find anybody that was still available. So I ended up going defense. They still need a cornerback. I went Greedy Williams, who you took earlier out of LSU. 6'2", 185, tall, long. Um, disruptive. He's patient. He will watch those quarterback's eyes, and he will wait for the opportune moment to strike. Uh, he does need the bulk up, however. He is a you know he is a smaller guy, 185, 6'2". Uh, That's not a, a lot of weight. Hit, yeah, he needs to hit the weights. Yep, yeah, he's gonna have to hit the gym hard. But the body, the body's there though. The body's yep. there for the build. It is, and uh, another uh, another key take from him as well is that he plays more of the hands instead of the ball with the wide receivers. Right which moving into this new rule could be very controversial for him, so he needs to get that out of his head. Yes, yeah, not a bad pick. If he's around, that would be a great pick for them. Uh, I was thinking the same thing, Wes. Uh, talking about the Chiefs, you know, like that offense last year was just stout. Um, I'm just assuming that, you know, um, I'm assuming that Tyreek Hill, you know, will be there, you know, most of the year. I mean, I haven't heard any of the recent news of any suspension looming or whatnot, so – um, going with that pick, I went on the defensive side of the ball because last year, you, you know, they were just a couple of defensive plays away from, you know, representing ASC in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. So yep. I went with a man that you just took a couple picks ago who is literally one of my favorite picks in the draft is uh, Christian Wilkins, All right. defensive lineman out of Clemson. Uh, we talked a little bit about him here earlier, but I'm telling you folks, I mean, this is everything that you want in a player for your locker room. This guy graduated in two and a half years. His work ethic is off of the charts inside the classroom and outside the classroom and in the community. Um, he earned this, uh, it was the William B. Campbell Award Trophy. It's a prestigious award for, you know, people in the community. It's kind of like the NFL. They have the Walter Payton Award correct, type thing. Correct. He won that version of it in college for college football. So you're talking about a high character guy. You always want to have one of those guys on your team. Uh, he was the first team All-American last year, uh, which, say, you know, which says a lot of dividends. That's a great honor, obviously, to have. And, you know, he's just one of those guys that's going to be the face of a franchise. And um, like Wes pointed out earlier, measured in at 6'3", 315 pounds. Ran it's a five, a beast. Yeah, ran a 5.04, 40. Quick get off, you know, with really violent hands on the ball. Great pad level. Uh, batted 15 passes down in his career. I mean, just think about that. That's impressive. Right. I mean, if you're not going to get to the quarterback, then you want to put your hands up and knock the ball down. You, you know, know, and a lot of defensive linemen, they don't – necessarily do that all the time you have right. some here and there that'll do it they'll stick their hands up during the play but it's not right. really a main it's almost like a lost art back in the day yeah. when i was playing ball or i saw you know watching football back in the day you know everybody's you know you left your feet when the quarterback was throwing the ball to try to bat it down and um you know i mean he has some things to improve on but when you're talking about a guy like this and with his work ethic and the type of character that he has you know, you're just got to be very confident that he'll fix you know whatever issues that they think they, you know, they see in him or whatever he needs to improve. And with that Chiefs organization and Andy Reid um, at the helm, I do feel comfortable that that's something they can do. He's a defensive player that reminds me a lot of somebody like Chris Long or Calais Campbell, where you know them obviously on the field, but the impact off the field is just as big with them. And right. I think that pays dividends moving forward. That's a great pick for them based on what's happened in the last year. Yeah. That's what they need in the locker room. And that's really underrated, uh, underrated nowadays. Is oh, a yeah. Lot of, a lot of these owners and these teams – you know, like, they don't care about these. You know, they just want to win on the field. They just want to get the best player on the field that's going to make plays. But, I mean, you know, you know character goes a long way. And, you know, like, people, fans nowadays, you know, NFL has a kind of a bad rap, you know, with a lot of the players in the league getting in trouble and, you know, domestic violence or whatnot. So, um, 
drafting somebody with a high character is uh, something that's definitely going to benefit your team. Oh, it, it pays dividends. I would Absolutely. I would take a I would take a good character player over a bad right. character player and have a bad year every year. Right, right. It just keep it, the media on your side every you know, day. The local media on your side every day of the week. Going on to the next pick, what do we got? We're at pick number thirty with the Green Bay Packers. Yep, the Green Bay Packers. So earlier in the mock draft, a couple you know, an episode ago, I went with DK Metcalf because again, I said they need to build around Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that team. Right. They need to continue to do that. Now they picked up some people in the offseason on the defensive side, which was great. Um, I do have them taking, believe it or not, I know they have Jimmy Graham there. I have them taking a tight end. I have them taking Irv Smith out of Alabama. Uh, yeah. Irv Smith, yes. With Irv, yeah, with Irv Smith, I like him, first of all, right off the bat. I like the fact that he's from Alabama, so he's got an NFL pedigree already. I mean, they're basically the 33rd team in the NFL at this right. point, along with Clemson maybe the 34th with how good they've been playing recently. 6'2", 242, 4'6", great hands for catches, good, not great blocker. You know, he, he can improve on that, but... You know, they do need that. I, I, I like Jimmy Graham. I don't think he's going to last there that long. He, he came on late with Seattle and started showing something, you know, some life. But he's never going to be what he was. I think, I think our, our Jimmy Graham days are kind of slowly coming to an end right now. Yep. yep. Um, he needs to play faster with more consistency. He's not going to run back towards the ball if it's poorly thrown, which, again, coincides with having a great quarterback, i.e. Aaron Rodgers. So another reason that he should be going there. Plus, again, we're towards the end of the first round. There's not a lot left on defense that's just screaming – Take me now, right. take me now, right. and that's where I have going. This was a pretty defensive-heavy first round of the draft. So you're 100 percent right on that, and and you know with Aaron Rodgers actually just said today he made a comment earlier today talking about his running backs. Uh, he said Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones returned in great shape, and um, he he's the most athletic fat dude with a bit with a bit of a belly, but he looks pretty lean. <laughs> yeah, that's a quote yeah. from Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. I don't think the running back problem is going to be a big issue or a concern moving forward. Do I think he's going to put up over a grand? No, but. I think as far as the offensive side, give me one more weapon and uh, an Aaron Rodgers ready to roll. Right, right, right. That'd be a great pick, Wes. I mean, you know, I you know I went quarterback for the Packers' first pick. I had them taking T.J. Hawkinson, uh, not quarterback, tight end. Uh, tight end. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to get a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. So I kind of went the opposite route this time, and I went defense, and I took my boy Taylor Rapp out of University of Washington as safety. Right. I think he, um, you know, a lot of mocks have him as one of the top safeties in the draft. Uh, you're talking about a a baller that just loves to work. His work ethic is is amazing. He's another product of um, Jimmy Lake, you know, that coached up Byron Murphy over at the University of Washington. Yep. Tough, gritty football player. You know, he played his whole freshman season with a broken arm, and he had a cast on it. So you're just talking about a guy that would fit really good up there in the frozen tundra, you know, uh, come <laughs> yeah. November, December, when the weather gets all nasty, you know that he's going to want to go out there with his shirt tucked up and his sleeves rolled up and play. Yep. Um, first team All-American last year, mm-hmm. like I said, with Brian Murphy. Uh, pretty impressive for those two. Uh, six foot, 208 pounds. That doesn't really sound like it's big, but if you look at him, his body is chiseled. He plays bigger than what he uh, than what his numbers are as far as his size numbers. Uh, football, Q, football IQ is elite. Love to bring it. Immediate special teams player. People don't realize that, yeah, you're going, you know, I'm not going to draft a special teams player in the first round. Well, special teams is huge in the NFL. So you're talking about, you know, every single time you draft like a DB or uh, even a wide receiver, um, those rookies, they're going to have to be an impact, you know, in your special teams because there's only 53 men on the roster. So they're going to have to go put their stapling on there, and uh, he'll be a stud in that. And uh, like I say, Washington in college, sometimes he was over-aggressive. You know, some, he would punish the receivers, but when he, you know, but sometimes he would be over-aggressive, and that's something that he's going to have to watch on uh, when he comes to the NFL. Um, like I say, I think he would be a great fit over there in uh, 
in Green Bay over in the frozen tundra. Kind of fits the mold of a Darren Sharper and a Leroy Butler from back in the day. So, um, yeah, Taylor Rapp. All right. All right. Well, we'll see how he does. Moving on to 31. We're going to go ahead and go to the L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams. One more year, and they're going to have a brand-new stadium. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. I've already seen some of the the early construction that's going on there. They're pretty, you know, they're moving along $3 pretty well. $3 billion stadium, sure. I think, or something. Right. California is building sta stadiums everywhere except for San Diego. Right. right. The Coliseum, right. or uh, Oracle Arena is getting a new, or the Warriors, excuse me, are getting a new stadium. They're getting a new stadium. And the Dodgers uh, the Rams, just got one recently. The Dodgers right? recently have had one. That, I mean, right. they're just put, putting them everywhere. They're putting them everywhere. So with the Rams pick, I have them moving to something they haven't had in a while, which is a young cornerback, uh, Rocky Sin at a Temple, at a Temple. Now, yeah, now I like with him, I, I do too. Now he's not the most highly regarded uh, cornerback in the draft by any means. He hasn't played the most games. He has not played in a whole lot of games in general. Um, but the dude is your prototypical cornerback, and that's what people go for nowadays. They don't necessarily care about how many games you've played in, as long as you showed up for the games you were in. And you fit what they're looking for, right. and with that, that's what that's what you're gonna get with him. Um, d decent closing burst to attacks on on throws, so he's gonna get to that receiver when he needs to. Um, long, aggressive, and good in run support, which I love. I love cornerbacks that are good in run support. Absolutely, you gotta have both facets of your game down. You gotta cover your edge. Um, not very disruptive in the press. It does, you know, give me some issues. I, I like. The fact that they can be disruptive in the press, they need to be disruptive in the press. Otherwise, he's going to be playing off of uh, receivers all day, and they're just going to five and in him to death. They're going to button hook him to death. They're going to do so many things to him, and they're going to trick him on those. You know, enough of those. They're going to trick him on the short routes. Deep they go, and they have him burned. Yes. So that's a concern for me. Uh, McVay is a freaking wizard over there, so I'm sure he can figure it out. But uh, nonetheless, first-round pick, late, something that they can work on moving forward. Good pick, yeah. I like the guy. I watched him a couple times over there at Temple. Yep. Um, you know, I kind of went the I went, you know, I went offense in this one. Uh, I figured, you know, they lost Dominic Gassou, but they still have Dante Fowler. Yep. Uh, Michael Brockers, obviously the great Aaron Donald. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty set in their corners with Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters. Uh, I just, you know, I think McVay could use another playmaker. And I went uh, wide receiver out of Arizona State, Camille Harry. I, I know a lot about this guy because I watch, you know, Pac-12 football, and um, I dread it every time we had to play him. I mean, this guy is just a playmaker. I mean, he's got the size, the strength, um, 6'2", 228, 4.540, aggressive player for a wide receiver. And you need to be aggressive in the NFL as you're a wide receiver, especially if you're playing out against those tall corners. Corners average almost like 6'2", 6'3", nowadays in the NFL. So, yeah, you gotta have you got to be aggressive, which he is. And um, extremely competitive. You know, he loves to hit, loves to block. He's an above-average blocker. Two-time All-Pac-12 as a sophomore and junior. Led the Pac-12 in receiving his sophomore season. And just a little side nugget on this. Him and Byron Murphy played together at the same high school over in uh, Arizona. Yes, they did. high school. And they both they won two state championships. So, you know, those pretty competitive guys there. And who's their head coach? <laughs> who's their head coach in Arizona State? Oh, Arizona State. State. We're talking about my man uh, Herm Edwards. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's Edwards. gonna give him that 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 fire under the ass that make every play happen. You know. Yeah. And I really wanted to put him in the first round. I really did. He's one of those players that I wish I had in the first round. If he doesn't go first, he's going to be – I wouldn't a be surprised steal. if he the first or second one. Pick, you know how yeah. the very the next day, you know, that everybody's scrambling. Hey, I want to get that. I can't believe he didn't go the first round. I want to be the first one to get in the second round. He's going to be – if he doesn't go first, he's going to go, you know, within the top three or four in the second round. Extra point. We're talking mock draft 21 through 32. Bobby and Wes here. 
Uh, yeah, I, I really like that pick a lot. I like that going with McVay. He's not going too far from the uh, from good old Arizona. It's going to yeah. be close by. I like that pick a lot. Yep. Moving on to 32. We got the last pick. Last the pick and your Super Bowl champion, Patriots. The New England Patriots. Yep. Now, Seems like every time they're picking 32 recently. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> And not only that, they have six picks in the first 101 picks. Right. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's Bill Belichick, man. That's what he does. That's Smiling up at the podium today. That's how, that's how he always. That's how he's built what, those six championships, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They don't really do the free agency thing, man. They build off the draft. If yeah. there's anybody that knows, nobody can do it better than him. And you know that I I watched to see if they picked up anybody. They just re-signed Kaskowski. Um, they let him hit free agency, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, but they they let him hit free agency, and I think like you just said, I think today they just signed him for uh, one year or two years. They signed him yesterday for two years. Uh, with that though, it makes you think all those other thirty-two teams, you're gonna, or 30, excuse me, thirty-one teams, you're gonna tell me not one of those teams was interested in Gaskowski. <laughs> if I needed a kicker, I would be after him in RP. It's it's mind blowing. I couldn't believe it. Myself. When I saw that, I was like, well, wait, hold on. He was out there in free agency? Yeah, it, it was unbelievable to me. And I think Bel- Bill Belichick has such uh, his hands wrapped around the league so tight that if he drops somebody or lets them walk, they assume, well, I don't want him. Right, and right, exactly. They, They're like, oh, well, Bill doesn't want him, then shoot, I don't want him. Yeah, you know, and then right. they bring him back for cheap, Yeah. which yeah. I, it kills me. Yeah. So yeah. I, I ended up going at the end of the first round. They're not going to take a flashy player. They never do, which I love because you don't need that on your team. The locker room is great because of that. Everybody gets in line. They're going tackle. That's what they're going to do this year. They're going to go tackle, help build up that line. They're going Dalton uh, Dalton Riser, excuse me, out of Kansas State. Yeah. Um, yeah, good, yeah. He, I like this kid too. Yep. Patient on the second level. I like that when they're you know with the excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Patient on the second level. Uh, the guy can step up uh, into the in the linebacker spot and make those blocks that you need to make. Uh, and and the, I think under Bill Belichick, he'll be great. Absolutely. And, you know, Tom Brady can also, like, train those um, offensive linemen as well. So, yeah, it'd be a good pick. Um, For my last pick, you know, Wes, they lost Rob Gronkowski. They did. They um, did. I went with your boy that you just took a little bit ago out of Alabama, tight end Irv Smith. Yep. So, I mean, I'm just thinking with Rob Gronkowski leaving, um, like you say, this pick could go anywhere. The Patriots, they're just going to look to develop a player. And if anybody can develop a player, obviously it's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I mean, this kid's very raw, like we talked about earlier. Um, he's going to need to be developed. And yeah. know, he's 6'2", 242, 4'6", um, You know, played out of Alabama where there's a lot of depth. I think last year he learned out of O.J. Howard, who got drafted by the Tampa Bay Bucks, who was uh, Alabama's previously tight end down there. Kind of sat behind him for a year or two. Um, He's been in the league two years now, but uh, I mean, this guy's going to be a mismatch down the road for DBs, you know, with his size, and he's got plenty of potential. So I just went there. I mean, the Patriots, you know, they know how to develop players. Yes, they this do. He's a very raw player. Um, yeah, yeah, that's where I went. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's going to round up our top 32 picks. Is there one player in that top 32 you wish you could have put up in there that, you know, didn't get up in there for you? Or is there anybody you were just like, mm, or is there anybody that worries you in that first round you think may slip out? With me, it was Keneal uh, Harry. Yeah, yeah Keneal Harry out of uh, Arizona State. I really wanted respect. him in the first round. I couldn't yeah. find a home for him. You know, I probably could have ended putting him up somewhere, but based on needs and things like that, I ended up not putting him in there. I think he could be one that could go in that could prove me wrong big time. Right. Um, was there anybody that you were thinking well, about? Well, you know, I mean, the one that I kind of touched base on earlier, um, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, the D tackle out of 
Mississippi State, uh, the one that I actually messed up when I said he had great character. <laughs> when I was about <laughs> as far off as you could come. Right. I mean, you're, you're like I was talking about earlier. You're talking about a guy that's you know an amazing talent, and you know uh, I wouldn't. But you, know, you see a lot of these guys slip a lot because of their character issues, and you know you, when you're investing millions and millions of dollars in a person, you know you really gotta characters everything. You know, so um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him slip out of the first round. Um, even I've seen a couple mocks where he maybe even Dexter Lawrence out of uh, yeah, Clemson slip out of the too. first round as well. I, so, I mean, obviously, you know, these mocks are something that everybody does for fun. And I, mean, yeah. I can't wait to see, you know, how Close unaccurate I was or, yeah. inaccurate or inaccurate. But um, it's going to be fun come draft night at the court. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And it's going to be, yeah. I mean, the first top 10, I think, is, uh, you know, another one that I saw, though, was uh, I had Drew Locke going really high. You know, I had I've him going him number 10. Over the but I've seen him, you know, like going even uh, 32 to the Patriots. Yep. You know what I mean? As, I have. Uh, the backup That's, of Brady or whatnot. They so, need a backup. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, it's going to be all over the place. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be fun and interesting. All righty. We will be right back. We're going to go ahead and talk AB and Juju, and we're going to talk uh, the Marcus Lawrence contract real quick. This is the Extra Point. Thanks for listening. Come chat it up with Bobby and myself at the Cork and Pint Thursday, April 25th at 7 o'clock. We'll be covering the majority of the first round of the NFL Draft. It'll be a good time. Come have a drink, relax, and listen to some great radio, and we may even bring you on the show. See you soon. Alrighty, and we are back at the extra point. We're talking AB and Juju, and we just want to kind of touch base on this real quick. I mean, you've heard it from everybody in the NFL. A.B. is just going after Juju senselessly, in my opinion. He's going after everybody trying to keep his, you know, name in the limelight. He's point. losing a lot of respect around the NFL right now, man. And I'll be honest with you, Wes, he kind of lost my respect. I don't know. I think Mine my guy's well. going through a midlife crisis right now. Yeah, at such you know? a young age. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the dude, you know, you have somebody like Juju Smith-Schuster, great receiver, great character, looking up to him, has said nothing but nice things about him. And after he gets signed with the Raiders, he moves on, he gets paid, he gets everything he wants. He decides, hey, that's not enough. I want to go ahead and go after the people on the uh, Steelers. That, right. Goes after goes like after Ben. You know, started off going after Big Ben. Right, which a lot of people didn't have a problem with Ben. They, right. they were like, you know, some people even agreed with the comments he made on Ben. Fine, that's great. But when you go after a player that has done nothing but respect you and, and B, idolize you, according to Antonio Brown himself, who posted the DM, which made himself look even worse. Right. I'm like, why are you doing that? That's like the compliment, the compliment of all compliments. You're have, talking about a young kid in college that is looking up to you, saying, hey, yo, can you give me some advice, bud? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you, not you, to uh, mention a, a successful young wide receiver who would probably thank you for, you know, any advice you would have gave him. But no, you're going to go ahead and throw him into the dirt and under the bus. Yeah. And I knew you had a couple, uh, a couple tweets from players that had replied to it. Justin Reed, you know, Justin Reed said, you know, quote it, quote unquote, I respect his game, but I can't wait to smash this dude. No need for that. Eric Ruddle responded back to that tweet with no need for that. He's showing his true colors right now. No respect for this dude. So uh, <laughs> if I'm the Raiders right now, man, I'm like, I'm worried. Dude, I'm worried. I'm, I'm like, very worried. I'm like, this guy, man, even with the little things of him changing his hair color, his yep. uh, Fu Manchu, and, yep. you know, just um, that one interview he had a while back saying, I don't, you know, they're going to play on my terms. I have all the money, this and that. I mean, if there's red flags all over the place with this guy. So if I'm the Raiders, man, I'm thinking I'm to myself, like, I better hope Gruden can, uh, you know, get to him some way or another. And not only Gruden, Mike Mayock. I mean, I'm shocked at uh, this. I mean, they even let him come into the locker room. I know he's a, he's a big player and he's he's going to make a big impact, but the dude, is, I mean, the first time he's not getting a bunch of receptions, he's going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. Locker room poison, Wes. That's what I call it, locker room poison. And, and I mean, you've heard it everywhere else, so we're not going to spend too much time on this, but, uh, again, he honestly – 
you know, dude, get it together. Come on. Yeah, man. Ryan Clark, just, you know, who everybody really respects. I think, what is he on ESPN? Or he's on, on ESPN. ESPN. He ripped him apart. Oh, he ripped him apart. He just said he's not a good human. And to be honest with you right now, I don't think there's many people out there that really think that he is. I don't think he comes back from this. I think this will be a big problem going into the season. I, I, think, the Raiders, I think the Raiders made a, a bad decision by paying this man this amount of money and all that because, uh, yeah. Agreed. We'll all right, we got a few more minutes here, real quick. So let's talk contract extensions. Demarcus Lawrence signed a five-year, hundred five million dollars with sixty-five guaranteed. Um, we knew he was going to get paid. Being a Cowboys fan, I think it was a no-brainer. Um, you know, he. Um, believe it or not, a crazy thing I was reading about this is we actually uh, we're going to we're saving nineteen point three million dollars yeah. in cash case to that signing. I'm like, wow. I mean, you know, the way it was structured uh, will help the Cowboys sign Dak and Zeke because they're going to need to sign here in the future. Right. Um, but apparently how this worked out was, you know, if they were to have to pay him this year, they were going to have to pay him $20.6 million in the, if they were to franchise tag him. So that opened up $11.1 in cap space to uh, obviously sign those other guys. But you're talking about a premier pass rusher. Um, the guy's a dog on the field. I mean, he plays every play 110%. Good character kid. So, um, yeah, it was a no-brainer. I'm just glad that we uh, – Locked him up. What do you think, Wes? You know, I, I wasn't really big on the signing uh, initially. I, I didn't like it based on tons of different aspects. Uh, mainly it's going to be, you know, his longevity in the league. He, you know, he's been injured. Um, he did just get surgery for his well, labor. Yeah, he's going to be out at four to six. So, yeah, he'll be out to the beginning of the year. But as I've read more into it, the more I've read into it, the more I like the, what they've done. Again, like you said, they cleared up cap room. Yeah. Um, the guy's going to come back healthy. He's big. When he's on the field, he's the best defensive end in the league. No yeah, question. yeah. No right question. Now, absolutely. Yeah. He's young, 24 years old. You know, he's a baby. So, yeah, I, I like it. Um, you know, long story short, the guy looks great. Get back and get, you know, get healthy. Hope, you know, hope everything goes nice and smooth for you. Uh, and be the leader of that defense, man. I mean, I know you got, uh, you got some, some linebackers there that, you know, can We got the young team. boys over there in Vanderesh and, um, Jalen Smith and Sean Lee coming, you know, in to help them out. Yeah. I mean, big things for the Cowboys since you're on defense, man. I told you, Super Bowl of bus, Rose. Yep. Uh, Jason Garrett's gone. <laughs> Watch out for them taking that division. I definitely yeah. can see it. All right. Uh, so that's going to be the end of this episode. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We thank you for listening. we got two weeks until we're live at the Cork and Pike in European, European Village in Palm Coast. Can't wait for that in the NFL draft. Other than that, you got anything else for him? No, nothing else. And like Wes said earlier, guys, if you want to uh, reach out, you can DM uh, on Twitter. If you guys want to ever call in, talk about your team, you know, or on draft night, if you want to talk about your team's draft pick, hit us up. Yep. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to The Extra Point, and we will see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye.